Hello and welcome to an all new episode of The Spotlight. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you tonight. This is a special night because it's a special episode because we have a special uh, guest on the show. But before we introduce that person to you, let me introduce my special co-host. It's the one, the only, the beautiful, the talented, Jen. Hey. How's everybody? How are you doing, Kente? Pretty good, Jen. I am so happy to chop it up with you. Like, you know, uh, it's no secret you're one of my favorite people in the world. Right? Aww. You know? you know, you can say that all day long. I'll just sit here and listen. Now, there's a reason why I'm kissing your butt tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a Uh-oh. specific reason. Because you shared with me, and I hope I ain't getting into trouble by resharing what you shared with me. You shared with me a new project that you have going on. Oh. And it looks so good that I'm trying to stay on your good side so I can get some of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, maybe you'll you'll make me something. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about it on uh, the program that we're going to do on um, Thursday. But um, do you know what I'm referring to? Uh, are, you, are you saying that you want me to make you something to eat? Yes. Oh, I see. I see. Well, I'll send you something. I can't promise the freshness. I am in Hawaii, so the eggs might not be perfect. No but excuse. I'll no send excuse. them. <laughs> no excuse. I want it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, tell everybody. I mean, if you don't mind, tell tell a little bit about your your new project and your website and all of that good stuff. Well, it's not complete. So, you know, as I'm rolling this out, it's a, it's sort of uh, an incremental kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But the project basically pairs up meal ideas with movies. So the, the name of the site is Movies Make the Meal. And it comes from this long tradition that I've had of doing uh, TV theme nights, movie theme nights where friends and I get together and we uh, basically celebrate whatever art it is that we're going to watch by creating sort of thematic food that goes along with it. And sometimes it's really small and it's just a snack. And then sometimes it's a big meal altogether. Our Game of Thrones meal was a huge meal. So they came out of that kind of inspiration. And I started doing this for other people where they would say, hey, you know, I'm having a group of people over and we're going to binge watch this what do you think we should do and i would come up with you know different menu ideas and recipes and things like that so i decided to kind of put it all together and create this and then there's a companion cookbook which i'm also working on at the same time which will sort of augment what we're doing here so that's kind of it in a nutshell all right so one of the things that you shared with me is uh, a special uh, meal for a movie that we're going to review in a couple of weeks uh, called uh, uh, Return of the Living Dead. And it looks so scrumptious. I was like, you know, I was like, you know what? I got to try that. That sounds really good. Uh, Taking uh, taking, uh, a zombie idea and turning it into something delicious is, I have to say, even from my perspective, that sounds pretty amazing. So, yes, I, 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 the, sometimes with the horror stuff, the 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 weirder it is the more people like it so we'll see what happens it should be uh should be a fun experiment i can't wait really to get other people's input into you know what they think and how 
they would go about doing stuff. It's I, I love projects like this. Yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna be nice to you for a while at least. <laughs> Till so you get, get some it. good food. Yeah, then I'm gonna be like back to being mean. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you're never mean. <laughs> oh, hey, you're gonna destroy my rep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh okay, so um there's also another thing I wanna talk about. And we did kinda talk about this for the um the uh um, I, I believe it was the Black Sales show we did. Uh, was it last week? I believe. And um, as people may know, that this movie came out last week in uh, called Solo, a Star Wars story, and it didn't do very well. <laughs> in fact, I think they were expecting it to make like 150 million in their first three days, and I think it made like 84 million or something like that something to that effect it really fell very short of expectations and um and a lot of people this is considered now the first star wars flop of all the star wars movies this one is being considered a flop because in its second week it did you know even worse numbers right i mean more than you would expect you know there's always a drop but but based on you know, expectations that's falling very short. Um, you know, there's a lot of movies that would be glad to have those numbers, but not a Star Wars movie. And the fact that Deadpool comes out and Deadpool is, you know, basically equal with Star Wars, no one really saw that one coming. And it's not even a Marvel MCU, uh, you know, uh, film. It's, you know, uh, I believe Fox puts out uh, Deadpool. So one is, did you see Solo yet? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, let's start off with the quality of it. Do you think it was a good movie? Yeah, I think it was a great movie. Oh, and you thought it was great. That technically, the movie was beautiful, and it was well edited, and there was great sound, and there was... I don't think anything that is going on with Solo the movie has anything to do with the production of the actual movie. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think it is that is the reason why it didn't do as well? I I think that very similar to the way that we have had uh, sequel after sequel after sequel. In fact, I was just thinking and, and doing a bit of research on this for something else. Uh, with the Alien franchise, that people get fatigued. They get, and I don't mean that they're tired of the franchise. They're not. They just... You know, I know we've talked about this before, but they find uh, they find different venues to spend money that perhaps are not specific to whatever it is that's going on. And when you've got too many Star Wars that just come out back to back to back, I don't. It's not. I don't think that it's people don't want to see Star Wars. I think it has something greater to do with let's see something fresh, let's see something different, and I don't think that they also the other thing which really surprises me is the amount of advanced advertising that they did for solo it seemed so incredibly small there was so little hype around it and maybe they thought that they could just sort of ride the coattails of star wars and everybody will want to go see it but i think that they needed to market that very differently in a very specific niche and they didn't so Ah, well, that's interesting. That's an interesting theory. Um, you know, what do you 
I agree with you because The Last Jedi came out, what, five months ago? Something like that? Yeah, five or six, right? Something like that. And it wasn't, like, well-received. I mean, it did incredibly well for a movie that wasn't well-received by the fan base, right? But a lot of people had a lot of issues with it, and, and, and as did I. But you have this backlash that's starting to happen with a lot of the fan base where they are starting to get upset with um, Kathleen Kennedy, who is the, the run who runs Lucasfilm. They don't like her stewardship. And, you know, there's this term uh, called a SJW, a social justice warrior. And a lot of people, uh, particularly uh, the male audience, the, the, the male audience who, you know, are big fans of Star Wars, a lot of them are upset because they feel like these movies are um, SJW agenda films. So it's very interesting that... I don't agree with that, by the way. You don't agree that there are SJW agendas in it? No, I don't. And I also think that, you know, just because... uh, Because this is the same... This is the same mechanism by which Rick and Morty keeps getting brought down too which and i mean it's phenomenal but it keeps getting brought down by this unruly very loud kind of uh mob mentality and it's mostly i'm sorry i know there's plenty of you out there that are awesome people but there are this there's this older group of fanboys it's the only way i can describe them and i'm sure that they are not trying to intentionally inflict pain on anyone else they're just trying to find their own voice but but they sound like you know raise your cane get off my lawn kind of people it's not there there is something to be said for seeing the criticism and 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 understanding that you know there are some flaws perhaps in the uh, in the franchise altogether but they're but those flaws don't have anything to do with being SJW. That, I think, is more of a fundamental, we don't like you because you are introducing things into what they consider to be their story. And it somehow, uh, I'm going to use air quotes, contaminates it. And and I find that to be really just a, a very un- manageable kind of position to be in it's not their story this is whether you grew up with this story or not it's not your story you get to manage your own expectations about what you'd like to see in a story and then you have to allow for the writers and the directors and the producers and everybody else associated with it to put their own creative talent into it and again you know look if we keep getting situations where we've got uh less at the box office they'll put less into it so it's not i mean there is something to be said for sort of that back and forth uh the, the financial piece to it and you can make your voice be heard that way but this what you're talking about is basically a lot of really angry fanboys on twitter making a bunch of noise about things that they consider to be their property and so that's why i disagree with it because it's not their property well my thing is let's just be specific a lot of them are these these white males who they think that Star Wars should be, you know, a haven for white males. <laughs> so, you know, like, I, I, and I've seen a lot of the videos on YouTube of the people complaining. There's this guy 
um, there's this guy who did like a five part series of of why he doesn't like Star Wars anymore, <laughs> where he's like, you know, and it's all like, and you have all these women in these in these powerful positions. <laughs> it's like it's so funny because the guy is the guy's wow. voice is like, first of all, he sounds like he's bald doesn't drop yet, but he's a grown man. So, <laughs> and he's just, no. I'm just like, I would be embarrassed. Even yeah. if I felt that way, I'd be embarrassed to do a video like that. <laughs> just complaining and bitching about something that isn't yours, as you, you know. But, uh, and um, so, you know, I mean, there is an agenda. I mean, there is an agenda that she is trying to put in there. But, I mean, to be honest with you, you can, she is, I mean, she's a woman, right? And she wants to see, you know, women get elevated. I don't blame her for that. You know, how many times do you think that she sat in those rooms with those white guys, <laughs> you know, uh, probably getting their coffee at first or whatever, whatever, however she started off, them making their jokes, you know, them, you know what I'm saying? In those smoky field rooms. You know what? I do. And, and and I think that this may be where sort of the disconnect is. Because mm-hmm. because when you say that somebody is being a social justice warrior, mm-hmm. okay, first of all, there's a really negative kind of connotation around it, right? right? But then the second thing is, you know, elevating women to a position of equality inside of the arts, whether it's within the storyline or without of the storyline in simply just the makeup of the cast and crew that is not being a social justice warrior that is simply saying that there needs to be an equal uh representation and so there's there's but see but see the way that i think that people look at it is no see this must be a social agenda because it wasn't that way before and it's not really a social agenda. Equality is not a social. Well, I mean, you know, in the, in the big picture, of course it is. But equality is equality. When you are looking at the things that give you social ju- social justice warrior status, that is something a little bit different. So balancing the scales is one thing. Pushing an agenda is another. Do you see what I'm saying? No, I mean, no, it's an agenda. I mean, she's she said it multiple times. And I'm not even criticizing her for it. Um, be on, if I was in her position, believe me, black folks would be coming out on top. You know, <laughs> so like I, I get that, and I, I'm, a, you know, that's what you're supposed to do, right? So, uh, you know, she's doing what she's supposed to do in that position. And honestly, you have to look at it like this: is how many times, like, basically, I think. These people, they see equality as a loss for them. They want the uh, advantage. You know what I'm saying? They don't want equality. They don't want. Um, they don't want like a, a level playing field. No, they want. Listen to them and listen like to the Trump speakers, right? They uh, want. They want that advantage. <laughs> you know, they want the well, the ten yard head start. They don't want okay. equality. If you listen to the alt right, for example, right, they are very clear about they don't believe in fairness. <laughs> you know, they believe in we are going to be on top, we are going to rule, blah 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 blah, and they kind of sound like those people. 
and 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 there is and, and I think that there is a point to um, at the very least understand right that mm-hmm. uh, that people can say I don't feel like this is fair and and that's okay it is okay to say that what is not okay is for any big story I think and especially a big franchise not to have some kind of uh, at least understanding that if something has been male dominated for white male dominated decades white male dominated yeah mm-hmm. for decades that that there will that there will come a time when that equilibrium will force itself it will try to to balance itself because that is the normal state of things it is not the normal state of things not to have that equality but but it's that doesn't mean that just because it's that way it's like if you grew up and and somebody told you that the sky was orange at all times you would believe that the sky was orange whether you understood that concept or not you would still say that the sky is orange now somebody comes along and tells you that the sky is blue well it's true the fact is the sky is blue but to you you're still struggling with well wait a minute what is the concept of orange and blue and what and i'm not saying that you know this what? is that convoluted i'm saying that people have the right to to feel like okay look i feel like you're not listening to me i feel like uh you know i i don't i, feel I don't like, understand what you're saying the sky is orange what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Kente. That was for later in the podcast. Wait, I was going to tell That's what you. my parents always tell me. It's orange. It's not orange? Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's uh, it's it's actually azure. <laughs> they said sky is, sky is orange and basketballs are blue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, see you're, the, see, you're the perfect poster child for exactly this. <laughs> and, and the pushback, as far as I could see, right, the pushback on the Star Wars franchise, and this is why I think people are fatigued, is because, it, or isn't because, but the, the pushback from the Star Wars franchise was so huge at that moment when the last one came out that I think people were a little bit uh, timid about giving this such a huge reception because I don't think anybody knew what was going to happen. And, and that sort of, you know, the, the unexpectedness of not knowing that it makes people not want to commit it. I mean, I can see why the movie didn't do so well, but I don't think that it didn't do well because there was anything technically wrong with it. It was a great story. Well, great. I don't know about great. It was good. It was definitely good. Um, okay, so okay, and I want to bring one thing up, and then we'll get to our guests. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but before the Force Awakens came out, there was this big thing about boycotting Star Wars, and it was over the fact of the early trailers that showed uh, John Boyega playing Finn, and they were saying it was white male genocide and and uh, get rid oh, of. God, I remember yeah. that. And and. It, what happened was, you notice that stuff went away once the movie came out. You know why, right? Why? Because Finn was a very weak character. <laughs> he was just a very, he wasn't no badass, you know, nobody that, you know. So I think ultimately they were like, oh, okay, he's just like any black guy that they put in movies, you know, that, <laughs> you know, that is, you know. So I think that that's the reason why Finn, they, people stopped getting on Finn because Finn he ended the movie on his back <laughs> you know <laughs> like you that know awful. yeah he was you know and I love John Boyega as an actor he seems like a great guy and you know I want him to have success but 
his character is so weak and it was just it's, it was disappointing and people said well no 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 wait in the next one he's gonna be better and he was just as bad in in if not worse and so but that's why so they did a whammy bammy on uh on the audience because the one that they should be looking out was for ray because ray was the hero right ray was the the person you know um and then in the second one you had uh uh one thing i i had an issue with in the second one they did neuter luke skywalker i'm talking about uh in uh force awakened they neutered him it was pathetic they had him his character was pathetic it was very disappointing and apparently that was what they were going for i don't know why you know so uh, i can see why they were upset about that but uh going back to solo solo was a good movie you know it was a good movie it probably is making the money it should make based on you know how good it is and you know i, I feel bad for this the people that were in it because they did a good job they did a, a pretty good job you know uh what's his name aiden Ulrich was yeah. he was very good uh he was i didn't think i seen the trailers i was not looking i was like man this is gonna be bad and maybe because my expectations were so low but by the end of the movie you're like yeah, i like him you know like i can see another movie with him as starring in it you know he was cool you know uh so i was kind of disappointed though in lando i i really thought you know especially with you know donald glover who you know big fan of uh it was just it was a weak character to me uh i didn't like it and i didn't definitely didn't like the robot sex stuff the heck well, was the, that <laughs> you, you know the the one thing that solo didn't do which i think other star wars movies have been successful in doing is there was nothing when i say boy this is going to be i i hate to even say it this way because i i don't mean in any way that i didn't like it do like it but it did but there was nothing sort of like groundbreaking and new in solo that that some good fan fiction wouldn't write it it didn't have sort of like the jump out moments where you go oh my god he's his father that's crazy it it was it was a good solid backstory, but it was a good solid backstory with nothing sort of groundbreaking. I mean, when the most groundbreaking thing in it is that Lando is pansexual in every sense of the word, uh, it, it the, that's not good enough. And it's I don't think that that actually was good enough for the Star Wars franchise either. I do think that I hated that. That's something that they could have done much better. I don't mean that with Lando. I, I mean, absolutely given the, hated the, that. The, why if they why is it the brother <laughs> why is the brother uh I've never heard of a robot screwer I'm not talking about like I said it on the show uh I'm not talking about like a Westworld robot where it looks like a woman you know <laughs> I'm talking about a robot that looks like a toaster oven why is the brother why is the brother uh um he why is he screwing robots what's what's that what what why is that See, that's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that it is that 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 almost exactly illustrates the point. They didn't do a good enough of a job giving any of the other backstory characters any depth of backstory. And so while we got to see all of the old characters that we had once sort of just 
briefly seen on the screen or had very little screen time with. And so maybe we got to see more of them. We never got any development that was big except for Chewie and Han and that's really about it. Everybody else sort of got the the uh, a gloss of well here's a little bit more screen time here's a couple of little more elements to add in but there wasn't anything bigger going on does it i i think in some ways i think it was just lack of foresight into the depth of what people expect in these stories i mean people really expect a lot and when you give them just a little it's not satisfying yeah well, it's definitely not a uh, perfect film at all, and uh, I think it's getting what it deserves, probably. I would say. So who who do you think could have directed that better? Who do I think could have directed? David Fincher. Mm. <laughs> David that's Lynch. A, that's a pretty bold choice. David yeah. Lynch. Uh, everybody, any director named David. <laughs> King King Any David from the Bible David. would have done it. <laughs> no, Ron Howard. I, I like Ron Howard. Ron Howard, to me, is not a great director. He is a very solid director. He's not going to make a bad film. He's going to make a very solid effort. It's going to be, you know what I'm saying? Like He's really crosses his T's and dots his I's. And, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be really, really solid. You're not going to. You know, he really very rarely misses the mark, but he's never going to blow your mind either. So that's that's him. And it's OK. So it's OK. So the next backstory that comes out, we we petitioned to get uh, Zack Snyder. Hell no. I hate Zack Snyder. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate him, the person. I'm just not a fan of his work. So. All right. Okay, that was re- if to everybody who is listening who thinks that I'm serious, that is 100% sarcasm. I absolutely positively She's would so never tell the truth. That, ever. She's telling the truth, guys. All right, so we have our wonderful guest. This young lady uh, is from Florida. Uh, she's migrated over here to Los Angeles into the best city in the world. And she is a filmmaker, she's an actress. She writes a little, she models a little, she uh, is a boxer, she saved kittens. I mean, this woman does it all. Uh, Voted most likely to be on TMZ when she was in high school. It's the one and only Miosha Bean. How are you doing, Miosha? I'm good. I love that intro. I've never had that before, so thank you. That was awesome. (laughs) <laughs> yes, and um, so Miosha, we go back a good ways. I've known you for a little while now, and uh, you know we've collaborated on stuff. Yep. Um, I've seen you without makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you have. You've seen me at my worst. Yeah. I, nah, she's not that bad, guys. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Boogie's what, face. Yeah, I've, I've seen her with the Mr. Boogie face. <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, I remember one time, and she's like my little sister, guys. And I remember one time, Miosha uh, had this mask on. Oh my god! <laughs> and it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> it was like, a, what was it? An avocado peel? Yeah, it man? was like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was all natural, like face mask. It was scary. It looked like, uh, <laughs> it looked kind of like 
a green version of you guys know um <laughs> you guys know dr doom from the fantastic Four. oh my god was it really that bad <laughs> yeah Aww. i had nightmares i still have nightmares about it but but um no but i'm you know i do consider you, you a a dear friend Aww, as well you. as a admirer of your work and i think you know you're obviously a great human being but <laughs> your work is thank awesome you. so thank you and i'm very you know it's funny um you uh you were constantly working on a lot of different a lot of different uh a lot of things and you are you know you stay very busy and it's hard to keep up with uh, all your many <laughs> endeavors, but recently you shared with me some of the things that you're working on, and we're going to talk a lot about your project, Real Life. But before we get into that, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm trying to remember what was the last thing when you came on we talked about so that we can kind of just give a, you know, what happened two years since ago? then. Was it two years I ago? I think so. I think I've been on like two years ago. Seriously. Oh my God! It's been a long time. You've had a lot, a lot of guests. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, uh, uh. Uh. Okay. So. Um. Yeah. It's been about two years, right? So. So, what have you been doing these last couple of years before since uh, since we last had you on? Oh my gosh! I've been I've been diving more into um, directing, and um, that's been really fun. Um, you know, people think, you know, I'm just a DP, but I'm all like, you know, I like to <clears throat> venture out and do, I don't know, everything. <laughs> Why limit yourself, right? So I've been working on um, not just um, features or films, kind of like, gosh, diving in the social media world, doing radio mm -hmm. interviews, filming those things. I did a show out in San Diego mm -hmm. called Anatomy. That was very fun martial arts series. You know what? I was fortunate enough to see a little bit of it Yay. and it looks very good i can't wait to see the final and when is the uh season three yeah when is the uh kickoff so season three we're having a premiere um at the downtown theater um july the 12th okay so yeah it's ten dollars to get a ticket um i think a. that's a mon no monday thursday i could be wrong july the 12th is a thursday 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 yep um, so yeah, we, we, we're selling tickets right now and the casting crew is going to be there. How much? $10. Oh, that's not bad at Very all. Very affordable, right? Yeah. You know, we, it's definitely less, less cheaper than a, an actual yeah. movie ticket. That's <laughs> like two Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, um, we're really excited because, um, a lot of people are gonna, at least from, you know, what we've, who we've invited, um, they were going to show up. Bob Wall said he's going to come out and support. All right. um, he's he's a part of season three, so we're happy to have him. Yeah, Billy Blanks last Billy season. Billy Blanks last, yeah, last season in season four. Um, we're going to have Eric Roberts for season four. So, right. yeah, we're really, really doing pretty good with the show. Go ahead, girl. Hello. All right. All right. <laughs> you know, um, Jen, Jen, we have you? <laughs> I'm here. Okay. So, Jen. One thing I got to give Miosha a lot of credit for is being an independent filmmaker. You you know you have to work with a, a little, right? A lot of times you have to work with little, and sometimes you can get magic, and then other times you can get tragic, right? <laughs> and one thing that's really incredible about this young lady is she can take you know a little budget. She can take 
you know, just whatever she has around and actually pull off some really cool stuff. And like case an example, like one thing as an independent filmmaker that scares me are fighting scenes (laughs) because fighting scenes like people don't understand when they watch a fighting scene. It's a lot of work in Hollywood to pull off a good fight scene. It's a lot of choreography. It's the sound effects working right. The camera angles. It's a lot of work. And I don't know, Jen, have you ever seen a movie, like maybe an independent film where they didn't have the budget and <laughs> the, the, the fight scene was like really bad? Mm-hmm. I have. In this movie, Anatomy, it's a lot of fight scenes. And I have to give it to her. The fight scenes are very good, very well done. It they're very professional, and uh, you know it was very impressive. I, Thank cause, you. You know, because I always wince when I see like an independent movie with fight scenes because I'm like, oh god, please don't be, don't be corny. <laughs> same, same. But you know, I give I give that credit to uh, Alan. Uh, he, you know, who's the creator of the show? Um, <clears throat> which the show Anatomy was birthed in France. They had the first season in France, and the se- the first and second. Sorry, second and third season is in San Diego here in um, California. So he, you know, he's super talented. He worked alongside um, uh, Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Van Damme, yes. So, I mean, he's amazing. So I I can't take all that credit. He really was like, I got this. I want to do this. And I just had to figure out, you know, his vision. And we worked really well together. So I'm really happy it turned out good on screen. Well, uh, you know, uh, Jen, I mean, you know, like, kudos to him, and he, he's very good in it. But, you know, you got to have the director. <laughs> the director, man, it's all about the director. Director. You speak oh. French, right, Jen? No. I could have sworn you spoke French. Yeah. You no. spoke French to me before, didn't you? No, I, I have a French name that is a far cry from speaking <laughs> French. I always think, like, I can make French fries. Oh, I, even I can do that. Well, then there you go. We're multicultural. I always, I always assume, Jen, like, you can do it. <laughs> you know? like It's like, oh, yeah, of course Jen speaks French. Of course. Of course yeah, she, she spelunkers. <laughs> you know, just whatever random thing. Yeah, of course Jen's been to the moon. Of course. I mean, uh, you know. My, my resume is actually like 20 pages long. I just condense it down. <laughs> you, you know what's funny, though, about the moon? You know, I, uh, go ahead. What's that? I was going to say, it's I, funny about the moon. If you take a girl the, to the moon on the first date, then every other date after that is going to suck. Right? That's true. Like, you like, got to take her to, what, Saturn? How can you t- <laughs> yeah, how can you top the moon? That's pretty hard. Right. I, I think that's probably like a 15th date. Yeah, I, I, I was going to say that, you know, something something interesting happens mm-hmm. uh, in fight scenes. There's two ways to approach it. Mm-hmm. Way number one is to choreograph it in such a way that the camera can kind of go around the action. And it feels like there's always something sort of uh, kinetic happening at all times. Mm-hmm. And then the second way is to film it in sort of short bursts where you edit it together and it's got, you know, quick punches and everything feels like it is just moving in the right direction. Taken. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Taken. Yeah, it, right. <clears throat> and the, both ways are, are totally suitable, but I you can really see the skill of the director when it's the first way, when it's the way that sort of has the, the camera that really gets into the action. 
Right. Absolutely. You know, one of the cool thing I've been fortunate enough to be on the set with Miosha and your mind works pretty fast. You process things really well. So like, where does that come from? Like, uh, I mean, was this like something you developed over the years or, um, uh, because you can solve a problem pretty fast and you can, um, you, you like, it doesn't take too long before you, you figured out a way. Thank you. Um, Honestly, I think I think because I'm so used to being under pressure and a time limit, and usually it's like there's always like deadlines, and so even on like certain, I had to like get that practice in because I was like, okay, how do you get stuff done like immediately and figure it out? And so that's why you have to have a great team that also can because sometimes I don't have all the answers, but I'm I'm always thinking and I'm like I look at you know maybe you know the director if I'm the DP that time I'm like hey so this is what I'm thinking what are you thinking oh perfect let's do it we can do it like whatever we can do like it's capable and also it's really important too to always have like like kind of like an idea of before you get on set like if there are problems like potential problems that could come up if you're shooting outside or something you lose light okay maybe we could do you know just bring this just in case. So if anything happens, I'm like, okay, cool. We have it. You know, it's funny though. You probably, you ladies probably don't know what I'm about to reference, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway, because there might be guys listening who will know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but there's this show on ESPN called Sports Science. And what it does is, it's very interesting because what it does is it will take an athlete. Usually it's a, um, or like a someone who's going into a draft, like the NBA, yeah. the major league, uh, ba- I mean, uh, basketball or whatever, NBA. And what they do is they process their mind, the way that their mind works when they're in certain situations, like they would be on the court. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? So like, like, for example, they have these, these, uh, these, these skill tests where they can kind of figure out, okay, if he's in this situation, he's a quarterback, like he, his mind, the way that he processes information is, you know, on par with people who are really successful. Right. And I've always thought, I've never told you this, but I always thought that'd be interesting to do like a sports science thing with you, like to get your, the, the, to calculate the way your mind works. Oh, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah. Like it's actually kind of cool. You know, like, like, uh, you know, uh, somebody fell off of a ladder. Like, Oh God. Uh, this is first thing we say is, you know, we don't see us, uh, <laughs> please. Uh, cause actually that happened. Oh wow. When we were on set, um, one of the actors, so I'm not getting into detail. One of the actors got hit in the face with, um, you know how it, the, the, you put the, the oh gosh, the, um, tape? not tape, but the, what cops do to put the oh, handcuffs, handcuffs. Yeah. It hit his face in oh. the scene because it, okay. So he had the scene where the actor crosses over and hits the, you know, at an angle, and the handcuff wasn't handcuffed to the bed, so he uncuffs it, and the other part hits the man in the face. And it was, we were like, oh, my God. So oh, no. it was it was really, I was like, oh, God, think fast. Um, I ran over to him, check, checked him out. He was bleeding profusely. We were very scared, <laughs> but thank God. Uh, I was like, please don't sue us. Um, we think you're an amazing actor. We'll give you great ca- credit. What, what kind of credit do you want? You want this credit? And he was like, no, no, it's totally fine. He's like, is it? it thank God it was like kind of minor. But I was freaking out because that was my first time actually experiencing someone bleeding. Oh, wow. You know. That's under your care. Right? Yeah. I'm like, oh. And, yeah. it, you know, when you're working with other people and you have certain ideas and everybody says, oh, this this might work this way. And so anyway, we lesson learned but 
Yeah. <laughs> you can you can get away with injuring your actors if all their shots are in. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, like, thank God. So the like, if they're wrapped, then by all means they can fall down the flight of stairs or whatever. <laughs> oh God. So put a sad. put a put a thing on there. No actor was hurt during oh this. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, oh like we'll never work with this guy. He doesn't <laughs> care about us. But uh no, that's pretty cool though. Like it okay, so uh there's a lot of things to talk about. Uh, with you, and then we're going to get to your your project, the reason why you're here. Mm-hmm. But um, so you've been in LA now for a couple of years now, and you've been working and and whatnot. And what do you think is the greatest? I don't want to say obstacle because I don't think you'll let anything stop you. But what, what's the the toughest thing that you've gone through as far as just you know as in doing your craft? Yeah, being a woman. Mm. That is tough because you're trying to get people to respect your work and, hey, I can do this. And they're like, okay, little girl. Well, your little oh, project. God. Oh, that's so cute. Right. Oh, you're coming out with a kid. I'm like, oh, man. So that's the most annoying thing that I come up against because especially DP, a lot of men are mm-hmm. – I mean, there's a lot more women doing it, but I'm not, like, working with women all the time when I'm, like, come out. Like, it's always, like, guys or something. And that's cool with me. It's totally fine. But, um, but you know, I, I think that's the toughest thing that I, I think I experienced mm. is, is being just a woman and trying to figure out, okay, how do you... I, I, I want to, to be known for my work, not... You know, because of what I look like or whatever. Mm. I, I can definitely, uh, you know, understand. Like, I mean, not because I'm a woman or whatever, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's kind of it kind of sucks though that you just want to work, right? You yeah. Want none of this stuff, uh, Jen? You're there. I, I'm here. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I had some audio difficulty. No, 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 no problem. But you know, I, I'm this. I hope this doesn't sound sexist. What I'm about to say. <laughs> you know, when someone starts off with that, right? They're about to sound sexist. But there was a picture that you posted once, and it was like you holding like this big camera, and it did kind of <laughs> look like you went to. Uh, it kind of looked like, like it was your dad's camera, and you're like the little guy. You know how like you let your little kid. You know, it looked pretty adorable. Aww, <laughs> like, I remember like, you said that. I was yeah. like, oh, God. It's like your, your dad, who was the cinematographer, <laughs> who was like, bring your daughter to work. Oh, day. God. Because you look so young. You look like a baby. On That's the-, the problem. Right. I look like a kid. And you can imagine when I go on set sometimes, people are like, and if I wear, God forbid, I wear like uh, overalls or something. It's over. And then pigtails. Oh, it's, <laughs> you're like 12. I'm like, oh, God, no, I'm not. But yeah. I'll I'll take it, <laughs> but yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, but it, it's it's. I I'm glad that you are doing your thing, and you. you're not letting none of that stop you. You started to say something, Jen. Uh, I was just I agree. I completely agree with what she was saying. It 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 definitely is one of those. Uh, it you know it's such a it's such an unexpected obstacle too. Not that you as a woman don't sort of realize that it's going to happen, but still, when it does happen, it still seems so unexpected. Like I, yeah. you should just be able to do you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I I agree. I I think I think it's changing though, slowly. Slowly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think slowly. there's a lot more women. Like I had a really cool meeting. Um, with this um, amazing woman um, 
Emma, um, she we had a sit down meeting and she was she's, you know, creating a, a team of women, directors, writers, you know, she's like, I want them all to be women. I'm like, oh, wow, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Like that. I love that. You know, it's empowering. It's it's and then it's like, you know, it's a different kind of energy when you go to set when there's a lot of ladies. Mm-hmm. I like those sets. I bet you do. <laughs> I, bet you do. I bet you do. I bet you do. Yeah. yeah so it's kind of cool. No, that's great. I mean, why not? You know, it, it's been one way for so long. Why? Why shouldn't it be? You know, like yeah. everybody deserves to get their turn, right? I think so. So that's yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, now you've been doing a lot of acting as well, and I know you shot this thing where you were fighting a robot, or were you the robot? I was the robot. I never saw it. What happened to it? Um, actually, okay, so that was for Crypt TV. Something happened where Crypt TV. Oh, it went under. I don't know. It's Crypt TV still out there. It's still popular. It's one of the one of the top horror. Now we're talking Crypt as in gangbangers or? <laughs> no, God no. Oh God no, please. Oh, God. No association with gangs at all. Crypt TV. He's like now I'm on Blood TV. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but something happened. It didn't fall through some contract situation. But they still have to. They still have it. I don't know if they're going to release it yet. But I've oh. seen it, and it was really cool. So like I'm an uh, like an IT and like. I, my owner is trying to like come on to me and I'm like no <laughs> so I'm like somehow like this sexy robot who's getting like kind of fondled with it I'm like so I, I fight back because I like you know no I'm even though I'm an IT I kind of know this is like not normal behavior for my owner <laughs> right so I kick his butt and I crack his neck at the end it's really cool uh-huh. that would suck though <laughs> like the point of having that kind of robot is so you can do what that will Oh God! <laughs> right? Oh my God! Jen, that, that I would want my money what? back. Well, I'd be dead though, right? My neck would be snapped. What, what was the name of that one? Oh, now I have to know. What was the name of that? Um, well, I can't say because um, it's some the con the contracts and stuff, but um, I, it's not out yet. They oh, haven't so it released hasn't, it. Oh, okay. So I don't know what's going to happen with it, but who knows? That would be awesome. Yeah, I, I loved Crypt TV. I mean, they were just. Boy, they were there was some awesome stuff that came from there. Really awesome, scary too. Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! I, I it was actually a dream come true because I've seen them, like I've seen their work, and then the fact that I could do something for Crypt TV was kind of cool. And that's so that's so cool about this industry is that people that you look up to, you you know, you watch or you've seen before, and you're like, oh my god, I know who this. I'm actually working for them. It's kind of exciting, actually. So I I think that that means I'm on the right track. Yes, you're definitely on the right track, <laughs> for sure. Definitely. Uh, what? There's one more thing before we get to your 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 piece, and um, this is a thing that annoys me, and <laughs> I think Jen will understand where I'm coming from with this too. Uh huh. Is now, if you look at your bio, yes, you've done a lot of horror, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you don't consider yourself right a horror filmmaker, right? You're a filmmaker. Yeah, not so, anymore. So, what do you what do you feel about people that try to put you in that box? It limits you. Mm-hmm. It limits you creatively. It limits you because it puts you like in this category where it's like that's all you do, and it's like no. If you look at my resume, I do all kinds of things because that's what I think is part of being a crea- creative, right? We we do everything. We there's no li- there shouldn't be any limitations. 
for to create whatever we want to create. Mm-hmm. It's art. You don't want to be known as the mistress of horror. No. <laughs> no, but people like that term, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be like mm-hmm. James Wan, you know, like mm-hmm. like just doing just doing horror. that. Right. You know, it's cool. It's a great money mar- right. maker, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I'll be like, okay, mm-hmm. this is my 10th. Oh, right. Saw. How many times can I kill somebody? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, you know. What do you think about that, Jen? Though people getting that label and just being an artist, trying to you know not fall into those things. Well, remember uh, early on uh, when I was a writer, I was writing romance novels, and there was nothing better to sort of put you in a cast than writing one genre of anything. Because that's all people want, that's all people expect is, well, why wasn't this a romance? Or where's the romance? Uh, it, that, and it's tough, especially as an artist. That is a really, it's a hard cast to break out of. And you simultaneously want people to be interested in your work so you don't want to just turn people off. But at the same time, you are more than a genre. As an artist, everybody is more than a genre. So... I can totally understand. Yeah, for sure. Do, do people have expectations of you, Jen, w- when they knew you wrote uh, romantic novels? Like, were you supposed to be that like, extra romantic? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I don't even know what I, kind of expectations would they put on you if they know you're a romance novel. This. Well, uh, my the, the stuff that I wrote actually was fairly explicit. And Ooh. so that's what people expected people expected fairly explicit stuff and so when I didn't write that people were let down and um, you know again I'm not saying that people didn't have a good right to be to want that as part of their experience it's just oh look I'm I'm more than that wait a minute well, rewind the tape Jen was writing explicit <laughs> wow I didn't know that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta find those books there's, there's two different kinds of <laughs> right there's there's the romance that you write that's sort of the uh it it, it's a little bit more flowery it just you know it Mm -hmm. teeters on the edge of sort of what may happen and then there's the more explicit stuff where you know specific contact happens and you write that out and that becomes uh specific to each individual writer you can tell i mean haven't you ever read a really bad scene where (laughs) You know, there's something that happens, and and it, it's awful. It's just awful. Unfortunately, well, they're from my scripts. Come to sort of expect <laughs> that as part of what you do, whether it's good, bad, you know, what, whether it's whatever it is, people start to expect it. So. I'm gonna call this show Revelations. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that, Jen. That's I'm I'm definitely gonna have to find those books. Uh, did you do the audio book for the, those? Um, <laughs> absolutely not. Oh. 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 See, there's people that they're like Darn. on Audible.com right now. Yeah, right, right? looking for looking her book. It? Like, oh. no, no. No, and that was a long time ago. So I have definitely moved on. <laughs> well, okay. Hey, well, you know, never know. That's cool. She she's evolved. She's she's evolution. Changed. Isn't it? That's what it all. It's what it's all about. Evolving. That is what it's all about. And especially as an artist, right. that's what you want to do. You want to find a new path. You want to uh, you want to make a uh, something new and brilliant that is just you being expressive. You know what? Maybe one of those books we can make into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. 
Yeah, that means you got to write the screenplay version. I'm a, I'm I'm thinking that's not going to be romance. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's move on from it. Let's move on. I love it. Uh, moving right that along. That was funny. Okay, uh, so let's talk about the main reason why you're here, and it's your project, Real Life. Yeah. So, kind of tell us about that. <clears throat> so, Real Life is honest. Okay, so it started out as a concept of. I'm not really political. I'm not going to tell you guys like my political views because that's, you know, you start talking about politics, you'll never work again. So <laughs> not going to do that. Um, but there's a lot of things that are happening, you know, in, you know, um, around the world. It's just like, you know, whether it's being an, um, the basketball player who got um, beat, up. beat yeah. up by the cops. And, mm-hmm. and thank God it was on camera. Um, and, and just all kind of sorts of things, Trump being president, all these wild things that are happening in, in, in the world. And I felt like, you know what, I want to talk about it, but without actually addressing it, I want to do it creatively. So um, I teamed up with the awesome underground, like, well, he was an underground rapper he's more of a he's getting out there more now his name's element rhymes um and he's amazing lyricist so poetic it's just amazingly talented and uh i wanted him to do like the soundtrack of something i was like hey these are the things i want to talk about could you address these things in a song and he's like oh cool i'm gonna go to the studio i'm gonna you know do that and so he did and that's what the soundtrack was for real life. Real life is actually about just everything that's happening in the world, whether it's, you know, racial, um, you know, any anything, you know, um, sexual misconduct, the Me Too movement, everything just compiled in one. And as a visual, I was thinking, you know, this will be great to, to show musically, but then the short, the music video is going to promote the short. So the short right now is actually more in depth it's more longer and that's actually in film festivals right now so um it's doing a film fest- festival run it's not out yet so i the music video was though so um it was really important for me to kind of address these issues creatively so it was like okay it's out there and i'm not going to talk about it anymore <laughs> you know <laughs> so, you know it's like almost like a donald glover kind of thing approach where he put this is america and then people were like trying to decipher or de- decode his video <laughs> all these interpretations they're like what is it about and but that's what is about is what's so great about it is like being creative it's like well it's your interpretation and what you got from the video mm. and that's why i kind of want it for uh the real life honestly and that's why it's called real life because it's about that's what's happening right now in real life real life yeah yes so that's yeah that's the i i, f- I find um the video is out right now right? people can go see it yeah and it, it's very it's done very well as always thank you right? and the good thing about it is that you do you did such a brilliant job of of capturing the different instances that you speak on mm-hmm. that is sp- spoken on in the song right and and really showing people in a very beautiful way Thank you. which is uh you know especially you know uh people a lot of people of color sometimes don't always um for whatever reason it doesn't always come off as good mm-hmm. um and one thing i was proud of you is you did such a brilliant job 
as, as always i mean you know Thank you. of um of capturing th- these beautiful people that are in in this and Thank you. i'm i was very impressed by it and and there's some more to come right oh gosh yeah there's the short's not even out yet and the short you think that's good but the short is i mean i i think is going to do very well i think it's so good um I mean, not just because I did it, but I think <laughs> <laughs> that helps, so. not to toot my own horn. No, I'm kidding. No, but seriously, um, I think I think it's something that is, um, you know, very important to talk about, and I and I hope it it opens eyes and, and just starts a conversation. At the end of the day, really, that's what the whole thing was for—to start a conversation. Because that's how we actually what uh, I guess resolve things through conversation and oh this is oh okay i get it i mean you know you know you know what i felt like to me just and and this of course this is without seeing the the wider part of this but just Mm -hmm. the piece that is the music video Mm -hmm. it it very much felt to me like this is the cacophony of life that happens whether we realize it or not whether we're whether we are being aware and awake or whether we're not and all of these things that happen they all have such a huge impact on what we do as a wider society each one of those things is made up by all those individual things that you chose to showcase and it's funny because you know it, it reminds me of when you're listening to a symphony you may not hear the first violin play but right. if the first violin is taken away, you would notice that you'd notice that you didn't hear it. Right. It, 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 there's just something about the way that you put all of this together, which felt like the strains of life sort of all coming together at one time. It was actually quite amazing. Oh, thank Not you. just because it matched up with the music, just the visual imagery by itself was just, I mean, it was really superb. Thank you so very much. Thank you. That means a lot. And it was not horror. It it was. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't horror. (laughs) Even though some of the stuff that you talk about is horrifying. Yeah, exactly. It's it's horrifying. It's just another way to... Exactly. You know, it's like... um, The scene where I think was for me the the hardest was... um, um, Where the... The man in the park is looking at the uh, the two kids play, and then when the little girl like walks off by herself, and he walks over there and approaches her. But in the short, you see it; it's more in length. It's just cut short for the music video. But there's more in detail. There's like a whole conversation they have, like how you know this this happens every day, you know, and just with a blink of an eye, that could happen to anyone's kid. So it's super important to, you know watch your kids <laughs> you know oh, because you know kids. there's sex trafficking all this stuff is is real and and that's what i wanted to show like you know yeah you you gotta definitely keep your eye on your kids because it's the yeah. it, it, it it that's exactly i think what i was trying to say although i think you said it far more elegantly than i could put it there is something about being aware and awake which we 
oftentimes don't recognize as a need to be aware and awake because we are just so used to the normal strains of music in our lives going by. Right. But but it is really beneficial for us to do this call out and see that each one of these instances means something, both on a personal level and on a wider societal level. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so this is uh, definitely, I would say, I mean, you've done other things that that spoke to, you know, real life subject matter and stuff like that um is this something that you want to explore in the future with other projects most definitely i mean why not um i i think it's um you know the older i get i i you know i i um god that sounds so bad just coming out of mouth um yeah (laughs) Yeah, the older I, i get i feel like it's um i don't know it's good to stand for something and have some type of um value in your work shown whether it's whatever subject it is you know what i mean it's just like it's really <clears throat> you know i just don't want to just just make movies to make movies i want to you know not just start a conversation but i just yeah you know, hopefully change lives some way along the way you know uh i had a a kid and um oh god he's so sweet he uh reached out to me on instagram and he was like oh my god I'm such a fan of your work. I, I watch all your stuff. And I mean, he went way back and I was like, holy crap. He remembers <laughs> me back in like the most embarrassing years of my life. And, and I put something out. I'm like, oh my God, it's, you know, cause it's still out there. And it's just like that uh, meant something for him. And I was like, wow, thank you. That really means a lot. And I just, and that kind of spoke volumes for me. Like, oh my God, I, I don't really realize how many people that I impact, but I want to, whatever I do, I want it to mean something and, and, and be good like when I t- put it out there to the universe like it's gonna be it's gonna you know what I mean it's gonna touch someone somewhere hopefully <laughs> so I guess that's my job to do hopefully and they'll be touched by an angel touched by an angel <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was a great show uh, yeah I <laughs> well. used to love that one yes yeah uh, you know um so Okay, so uh, when can we expect the the full-length project? Um, Honestly, it's doing the festival run right now. Um, So it's going to be doing that for a while, but I have other projects that I'm going to be doing and people can, you know, keep posted on. I have um, this cool project that, um, that I'm working alongside with my partner, Georgie Speakman. She's amazing. It's called Outlier TV, the 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 company and uh it's you know we're doing interviews you know culture talking about a lot of things um and um it's culture driven and it's it's really positive and um it's that we have a it's a page on instagram outlier tv so check it out it's awesome wow. and um great. yeah it's podcast show she's amazing um so yeah we're, we're just creating and and getting out there you know, and um, that's just one of a lot, a lot of things that I, that's going on. Um, God, there's so many other things that are happening. Uh, the, the premiere on top of that. Um, working on a, a feature. Um, actually, working on a few features. So, 
lots of cool things happening. And I can't wait to do something with uh, Kente again. We're going to be doing some cool shorts soon. So that's that's exciting, too. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Lot lots of fun. of fun. Looking forward to to all of that. Um, okay, so uh, we haven't done this before. Well, we haven't done this in a while. <laughs> Uh, well, at least on the spotlight. I think we, yeah, we just did it on the terror show. Um, we're going to surprise her, Jen, and we're going to do rapid fire with oh, God. Miosha. Are you, are you down for a little rapid fire, Jen? I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the way that rapid fire works is that <laughs> me and Jen will pepper you with personal questions. Oh God. Not too personal. Cause we don't get down like that, but this is a, a little something to get an idea of who you are, the person. Okay. Ooh, All right. Let's do it. And I'm nervous. All right. So, um, a couple of years ago at Coachella, there was a hologram concert for the rapper Tupac. So, what dead artist or band would you like to see a hologram concert of? Ooh. Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. Okay, Michael Jackson. All right, they have one, but yeah, one thing. They have one. Yeah, they have one. Really? He was one of the first ones, I believe. Are uh -huh. you serious? Didn't see it. Wow. Oh, be there to you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I gotta check it out. All right. Go ahead. Uh, I want to know what comfort novel is your most favorite. What do you go to when you want to read something that's comforting? Um, I honestly love to, let's see, audibles, but, uh, <laughs> I'm She's horrible. a millennial. She doesn't I read. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's, it's so sad, but let me think. Um, let's see, novel. Mm. Little women. Little women. <laughs> what is that? Um, oh, no, God. um. Oh, Wow. <laughs> God, there's so many things that I just. It doesn't have to be fiction. It could be nonfiction too. Mm. Hmm. Harry Potter. <laughs> you know what? That's a good one. Which one? Harry Potter is good. I've actually <laughs> read Harry Potter. I've read the oh, all of them. Those choice. were really good, actually. Oh, so the Harry Potter series. Yeah, the series was amazing. The oh. movies were really good too. The mm. book's great. Actually, the book is really good. I actually read the book. I love the book. Um. Here's a little personal information about me. I've never seen a Harry Potter movie. Are you serious? <laughs> never. I've never had a desire. Wow. Wow. It's really good. Mm. What? I'm so surprised. I saw the, the one scene where they're playing that game in the air. <laughs> oh, God. Quidditch. Yeah, that one. I saw that like at my brother's <laughs> house, and they were all watching it, and I was like, what the hell is You're this? You're like, no. <laughs> so I just went in into another room. Aww. But it's like for kids, right? It's no, little kids. it's for everyone. Okay. It's really what good. It's funny. I've seen the first uh, Hunger Games, but I haven't seen Harry Potter. Hunger Games is amazing. I got, tricked, I, I got tricked by an ex-girlfriend to go see that. Sure you did. Yeah. You know you loved it. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I did not. I rather see Magic Mike. Oh God! <laughs> Magic Mike. And that was a joke, you guys. <laughs> or was it? Uh, never know. <laughs> no. Um, okay. So, what is your favorite guilty pleasure junk food? Oh God, that's so bad. 
Oh, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> Werther's? Oh, okay. Those are pretty good. The caramel? The caramel ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can get an entire bag and eat them the same day. The entire bag is gone. <laughs> that's, that's how bad it is. I'm like, oh my God, I need to not do this anymore. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jen. <laughs> okay, what's, what is your favorite scent? Mmm, scent. Mmm. And don't say 50 cent. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. You know what? The perfume, <clears throat> the perfume, um, heat. It was Beyonce's heat. Mm. Holy crap. That, that scent. It was like spicy but sweet. Um, That's a nice one. Very sexy type of um, smell. Like um, this, this woman had on her, and I passed by her, and I was like, "Oh my god, what are you wearing?" And she's like, "Oh, Beyonce's heat." And I'm like, "Oh my god, where is that? I need to, I need to get it." Like, it's, it's like when you smell it, it's like, "Oh my god, yeah, it's amazing." It's what Beyonce smells like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one, okay, so Family Feud, I believe there's f- five members of the family, right? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, right, it's five, right? So if you had to put together your Family Feud team, now, <laughs> pleasant, present company excluded, so we're going back home. Okay. If you, could, if you had to put together your four members of your family and friends uh, back home, uh, to make your family feud team, uh, who would you put <laughs> on your team? Definitely my mother, mm-hmm. Poppy, of course. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my brother, my brother's really good. Um, my aunt Carolyn. Okay, so she's that's cool. really good. All right, now pick two of them for Fash Cash. Oh gosh, we need a little entertainment. So definitely my sister, Shanae, and Cassiana. She's actually no. No, 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 no. You got to pick the two of the your two team. of the team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Fash Cash. Exclude um, yourself. Mom. Mom. Okay, and who else? Poppy's good too. Poppy would be good. Okay. Mom and Dad's good. Would you would you scold them if they messed up? Yes. <laughs> I'm like, you guys humiliated me and never again. We're not doing this ever again. <laughs> you know, I I would love to see that episode. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be funny. Oh my god. I would I would stop everything I'm doing. I would the literally Yes, I would watch that episode. Oh, it'd be so so perfect. I couldn't I couldn't wait to see it. Oh, my sister. Oh yeah! Oh man, that would be there would be YouTube moments if your <laughs> sisters were on it. Oh <laughs> That's God, <for> sure. <laughs> definitely. What do you call a babe? <laughs> yeah. So, so in the in the theme of game shows, then, if you had to be a final Jeopardy question, mm. what would that question be? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. What would that answer be? About you, yeah. About me. Yeah, about oh. you. What would the answer be? In other words. If if you were on, if you were the final Jeopardy, Something this was you. it. This was the final Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. What would the answer be? Oh, and, and let us guess the question. To guess what you are, and let us guess the question. But it has to be about me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What year was I born? No, that's simple. That's simple? Yeah. You know? But, the, but that isn't Jeopardy, right? Jeopardy was, the answer is... Ah, uh, the answer is... 1970, 1980, <laughs> 1970. <laughs> uh, that's amazing, 70. <laughs> yeah, that's like mine. <laughs> okay, I was... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding, I know, I know. <laughs> I, am just, I wasn't commenting on your birthday. Day, no, no, <laughs> it's okay. Um, that's a good question. Um to be a deep dive. What? No, no, um, you got to give the answer, and oh. then we got to guess what the question is. Like, if I think, what would I? What would something be? I don't know if I'm interesting enough. Um. Yeah, you are. Um. Yeah. What? Am, I'm interesting. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. People are going to oh, be listening to man. this. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm the most boring. I guess I'll just be something about guilty pleasure. Uh-huh. What is of coffee? Because I'm a coffee addict. Yeah. I am, for sure. There's it, different coffees, though. See? Well, I mean, it's I really the, what the chai latte <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know me, but yeah. most people don't. <laughs> they I don't know. know. They might know that. They might know that. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I, love, I, lo- I'm, I love coffee. I'm a c- coffee connoisseur. I love coffee. All right, she punted on that. <laughs> she punted on your question. <laughs> um, okay, so here's the last one, and you got to get this one right because there's a lot of brothers that are going to be listening to this that okay. are going to be depending on you. What is this? So a young man is going on a date in in Gainesville, where you're from, and he needs your advice. This is a first date. You got to tell him. What is the perfect date to take a young lady out in Gainesville? <laughs> You're going to think it's funny. <laughs> Gainesville's so small. It's such a small town. Like, it's so country. <sighs> Apple beads. I'm not <laughs> kidding you. It's so small. There's nothing that's amazing there. Oh, Apple Applebee's is like a five star in Gainesville. <laughs> I swear to God, when I came to California, I was like, oh, my God, I've never heard of these places. Really? It's so small. Have you, when you go to Gainesville, it's it's alligators. It's it's fishing. Like, people fish for fun. Like, that's what so, things are to do. There's U.S. So, it's Applebee's and taking her to the creek. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the movies, but... It's literally the same thing over. And then UF. UF is the most exciting thing, I think, University in Gainesville. Of Florida, yeah. Gators. University of Florida. Let, all right. Let me ask you this, Jen. So you're in Gainesville, and your date takes you to Applebee's. <laughs> is that, is that going to work for you? Uh, I don't know. How good looking are they? <laughs> are they really good looking or just, meh. you know, they're meh. Happy? They're meh. Yeah, probably not. Oh, oh no. no. Okay, now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I just have to back this up a second because any guy who is brave enough to take me to go see the alligators, oh. I, I'm, t- I'm right there. I'm right there. So th- I think that could totally work. Well, Applebee's uh, and the alligators, that's a winning combination. Well, I, I oh, man. Any women listening out there, I am not taking y'all out to see no gators. <laughs> They better be the Florida Gator football team. 
<laughs> no, real gators, I, I don't care. They, they always try to tell you, oh, they're more afraid of you on land. I'm like, you don't know how afraid I am. <laughs> like, what kind of date is that? It's like you, you're stuffed from Applebee's and then you go see gators. It's like, right. mm, I don't think it's a good combination. <laughs> but I'm, I'm a, speaking of gators, I'm going to tell you guys the coolest freaking thing I've saw. Uh-huh. I don't know if you saw this. This coolest video, I got to find it. And maybe I'll post it in the body of this. There, okay, so I'm watching this video of, um, it's, I think it was in Africa, and they were, I think they were bison, and they were like, you know, near the swampland or whatever, grazing. So there's, you know, there's grazing, and then all of a sudden this alligator comes out of nowhere and grabs the bison by the throat, and then all the, uh, his, the bison run off. Oh my God. And he just, the gator just pulls him into the water, right? Oh, my God. All right. Are you with me, Jen? Um, I'm with you, but I'm going to correct you because that's a crocodile. Crocodile, whatever. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's okay. Darn it. Uh, okay. Gator, crocodile, whatever. But, okay, so crocodile, my bad. And then all of a sudden, these hippos that were uh, watching, I guess they felt like they wanted to correct wrong. They literally go there and stomp out the crocodile and save the bison. No way. And the bison gets away. And it's oh, oh my God. so cool. Are you serious? Yes. Like they, it was just like they were chilling and they was like, you know, we don't like that. <laughs> and they went and wow. beat his butt like a bunch of them. They beat, they stomped him out. And oh, then, my God. Yeah. It is so cool. Because at first you're like, oh, no. And then it become it goes from sad to awesome. It's like <laughs> I'm gonna put that in the body of yeah, this. Yeah, let's see that. Yeah, it is so cool. It's a wow. cool ass video. Never seen it. So yeah, so I, you, yeah. yeah I, I really want to see Chuck Norris hippos. <laughs> <laughs> Way epic, right? Yeah, I am not. I am not. Uh, I am not uh, um, adding anything to it. It's, it's, uh, let's see. Bison saved by uh, Croc. Croc. Let's see if that's the Crokin. Release the Crokin. Uh, yep, yep. This is it. I think this is it. Yeah, this is the video, right here. Wait, I think this is it. No, that's not it. I uh, no. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was not a. <laughs> it was a wildebeest. I'm sorry. Oh no, it was a wildebeest. Wow. Yeah. There you go. My bad. It was a wildebeest. I knew it was something That's like amazing. that. That's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah, so I, I'm gonna put that. I'm gonna uh, put this video in the. I guess they do it a lot. There's a bunch of other videos like similar. Whoa. Yeah. So. Wow. Pretty. Man, awesome. hippos have a social agenda. Who would have known? <laughs> Who would have thought? Right. Social justice warriors <laughs> over there. Oh yeah, I forgot. It was two of them. It was two of them. Oh yeah, my get god! Going the, what be? The hippos were like, "No, this is not happening. We're not gonna not like." My, look, they're look, like, "Not on look my how watch." Big the hip- These things. Look at them. Oh my god, they're so big. They're like not on my watch. <laughs> look at wow! Uh, look at them. They're jumping in. <laughs> Jeez, there's like a a herd of them. Yeah, they're like not on my watch, buddy. <laughs> wow it's awesome yeah it's an awesome video man they're like are you okay you're okay <laughs> he's like barely <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like we're, you know we'll put it in the show notes so if you're listening uh you can uh, here i'm gonna send it to jen if you're listening we'll put the video in there it's so awesome oh video. man let me get back but yeah so uh yeah that's Great. what you get gator or alligator that's right <laughs> but see though i would 
I'd have been so far away from that action, I wouldn't have been able to see it. <laughs> so, Crossing that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, so um, tell us, uh, how can we get you on social media and such? You know, it's cool. Miosha Bean is literally my handle for everything. Mm. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, every social media um, platform. Keep it Miosha Bean. That's M E O. S H A Bean. Now, B-E-A-N. for those who may think that your name is a um, is a stage name, is that your, is that a stage name or is that a real? It's <laughs> <laughs> my real name. <laughs> I still think it's her stage name. Oh my god! I think her name is like uh, Beatrice. <laughs> oh god, that's so unattractive. <laughs> Beatrice Wilmer. Oh god, <laughs> uh, something like that. But uh, okay, you you want to say that's your real name? Shout well, out we'll, to my we'll cousin, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean, hilarious. Yeah, not a stage name. It's I get that all the time. It's like that's really your name, and then it's like Miosha. Oh, it's like the show Moesha. I'm like not no. quite, <laughs> but sure. All right, so Jen, um, don't you feel better that now that if you ever attacked by crocodiles, <laughs> that uh, hippos will come to your rescue? <laughs> I, I I do. I, I definitely do. In fact, I, I'm. I, this is now launching in my head a whole line of fiction of hippos saving various creatures. I mean, I think I could come up with a great story out of this. Hippos, social justice warriors. Oh, I love it. We, we 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 could we could sort of play the bad boys theme song right at the beginning, and oh yeah, this could be really good. Yes, I'm liking it. Yes, and how can people get you in, in, uh, uh, in social media and all that good stuff? On social. Uh oh, we're we're losing you a little bit. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say it again. Just following bliss. I'm just. I said I'm just <laughs> following bliss, just like the hippos. <laughs> find me on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I don't stomp crocodiles, but I don't know. Oh my for God. A new hobby. Who knows? So funny. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you did, though. Uh-uh. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> All right. And you can get me at Kente F on uh, Twitter, and you can go to our website, indieradio.org. And, um, you know, uh, we will be back on Thursday. We will be covering, excuse me. Uh, we will be doing uh, season two of Cinema de Fromage. I know I butchered that. What? Uh, which is, uh, um, oh God, what the hell did I just put in this thing? Uh, sorry about that. Uh, Cinema de Fromage. And we will be uh, reviewing the film Omega Man, which I, ha- I have to rewatch again. So, uh, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, that will be this Thursday. So, and you're going to have a um, a meal, right, to go with that? I I am actually yes. All I right. I can't wait to unveil it. I can't wait to eat it. I mean, uh, unveil for you to unveil it. <laughs> I said unveil it, not mail it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I want to once again thank you, Miosha. Uh, for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Jen, for being Jen. You bet. Uh, she's like, Hi. 
You have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we'll we'll catch you uh, next time right here on IndieRadio.org. Peace.